0: First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five is where we're gonna hang out today. And uh, verses 16 through 18. First Thessalonians five, 16 through 18. It's gonna come up on the screen there for you. But let joy be your continual feast. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. I love that. I want to say that just so we can get it in, in our home, so we can get it in our spirit. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ christ jesus other translations for this verse say uh, verse 17 pray without ceasing or pray continually and um as easy as it is to memorize a verse like that pray continually you've memorized a verse i'm not that great at memorizing verses so i really stick to verses like these but pray about you know make make your life a prayer pray without ceasing pray continually that i'm just going to be honest with you that's impossible uh that's just that's really really hard to do but what Paul is, is really looking to say here, the writer of, of First Thessalonians, what he's saying to us today is that prayer should be a lifestyle. In other words, as we've talked about before in the past couple of weeks, Prayer is a conversation between you and God. You share what's going on in your world. God shares what's going on in his world. You have this conversation. You have an exchange. And so what Paul is saying is like, you know, you don't have to walk him around and be that weird guy that's like always praying about everything and doesn't talk to anybody and has their head down. No, it's, it's, it's just live a life that in everything you're doing, share it with God. God wants to hear what's going on in your world. He wants to know what's happening with you. He wants to share with the wins and the losses in your life. He wants that lifestyle of prayer. And what Paul really is looking to to say to us today is, why does it matter if we pray? What's the benefit? I've heard people say many times that I'm supposed to have a lifestyle of prayer. What is a lifestyle of prayer? The title of my message today is plain and simple. It's Why Pray? why pray why why do we pray why do we take time to pray in all of the busyness that we have going on in our world why do we take time to pray i want to share out of that today and we'll jump into this but let's pray god we thank you for today lord we are thanking you uh for the opportunity to hear from you today god we ask that you would speak to us make your ways known to our lives god we ask that you would uh wherever we're watching from from our home God, if we are in our car, even at the grocery store, God, would you speak to us this uh, today? And God, we ask, Lord, we are praying for the Dodgers today. We are praying for a miracle. God, you answered our request about the Lakers, but God, we are praying for a miracle for the Dodgers. And in Jesus' name, we all said, amen and amen. Let's clap for the Dodgers. So great to see Houston lose. But hey, um, have you ever noticed Have you ever noticed that most of life is trying to convince somebody else of your opinion? It's most of like your stance, what you love, we do this with TV shows, we do this with movies, the other day in the office, everybody was talking about, you know, uh, I love the show Outer Banks, and so everybody's trying to convince me to watch Outer Banks, I'm like, this does not sound like a show that I want to watch, but we do this with, we do this with TV shows, we do this with movies, we do this with our hobbies, most of life is just us saying, hey, I like this, here's why you should like this, my wife has done this uh, for the past 11 years, she's still trying to convince me on the necessity necessity in the importance of throw pillows and throw blankets i, I to be honest i don't understand it, it it's a little pillow that because it's moroccan silk it's apparently six hundred dollars but i can't i can't use it it just sits on my couch it doesn't do anything if i touch it i you know like my wife's yelling at me don't don't do that and i to me i just don't understand the importance of it i uh this really made sense for me uh when we first got married i got home one night and before Natalie from work, and and I'm sitting there and watching ESPN, and you know I'm just I, I it was a cold night, so I had the throw blanket and I had to throw pillow, and I'm just watching watching Sports Center. Natalie comes in and uh, comes around the corner and gives me you know looks looks at me like one of these. <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like I'm just I'm watching Sports Center. She goes. You're using the throw blanket. And I go, "Well, yeah, it's it's kind of cold outside. You know, it's kind of cold in here." She goes, "Put on a sweatshirt." And I'm like, "Oh, man, you must have had a rough day at work." And and, and and she's like, no, you can't use you can't use the throw blanket. If you use the throw blanket, the material and the fabric that it is made out of, it will begin to ball up and then it will it, it won't be able to sit on the couch. It won't be it won't be good for when people come over. They'll see it and they'll be like, What what's wrong with this throw blanket? And I was like, Oh my goodness, here. Here, take the blanket. So she snatches it out of my hand, and she folds it, and she puts it on the couch. And I think she started worshiping it. It was just like, I'm like, what are you, like, why is delicately setting it on the couch, right? And so I go back. I just kind of turn my head, and I'm, I'm leaning again on the throw pillow, and I'm watching Sports Center. And she walks in between me and the TV. And any husband who uh, has ever had this happen to them, you know, it's just done. Like you're never recovering from this. And she she looks at me again and does one of these. What are you doing? I go. I'm shivering right now because I'm so cold because you took away the th- the, the throw blanket. She goes, No, you're using the throw pillow. I go, Woman, I'm about to throw this pillow at you if you don't get out of the way between me and Sports Center. But she's always been trying to uh, uh, shift my perspective of the necessity and the importance of throw pillows and throw blankets. What Paul is looking to do here to us is he's looking to offer us a different perspective. He's saying, "Hey, just consider this. Consider a different perspective. Why does prayer matter so God, so much to God? What are the benefits of prayer? I can't see God. I don't know where he's at. Is he in my house? Like, is he in my car? I can't. I don't don't know who i'm praying to what's the benefit how do i start a li- a lifestyle of prayer what really why does it matter what's the what's the shift in perspective why pray i want to give you just four quick things today just food for thought to take this throughout your week to consider if you're thinking like man i don't really know what to do with prayer i don't know how to pray it, Trust me, we are in for the ride here. I wanna just give you four quick things to think about this week. Number one, write this down. God wants a closer relationship with us. God wants a closer relationship with you. Why pray? Because he wants to share in your world. He wants to to share what's going on with you. When you you get a job promotion, God wants to celebrate with you. When something good happens in your life, you have a new baby. Natalie and I are about to have number four. Pray for us. But when you have it, God wants to celebrate with you. But he also wants to be there in the tough seasons. He wants to walk with you. He He wants to be with you for all of these things. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety, all of your cares on him because he cares for you. God is looking to share. He's looking to share life with you. That the God of the universe, the God who created the entire world, who exists out of time, who is in control and holds the world and our lives in the palm of his hand, is so desperate and genuinely wants a relationship with you. When we get into prayer, when we take time to pray, it's a moment between us and God where God is sharing life with us. If prayer is a conversation, it's taking time for me to share and it's taking time for God to share. And it's in those moments, if you've had moments where you feel like God is judging you, if you feel like you have some shame today i want to tell you that's that's honestly the furthest from the truth that it's in these moments that it's not it's not god coming and saying you're so bad you did this it's it's god coming in and saying i love you my grace is for you i have a plan and a purpose for your life when i get into moments of prayer i'm just i just when i take time to pray i'm like man god you love me your heart is for me you actually want the best for my life i'm gonna be honest with you i'm terrible at prayer like i'm i'll be mad honest with you this morning i'm terrible at prayer my wife i told my wife i wanted to you know title this sermon i don't like to pray because i'm not great at it like i'm I'm actually not great at prayer i would rather read the bible more than than pray to pray for me but i it's it's (laughs) It, it, it's it's honestly it's it's kind of tough for me. I know I said it before, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, ah, I can't see God. If you and I were having a conversation right now, I'd be able to see you, be able to see if you like what I'm saying, if you don't like what I'm saying. Like we we would be able to have a conversation together with God. I'm like. where are you at bro? Like it is, it, it's, it's honestly hard for me. And, and, uh, I, I heard this old professor one time, this professor, he was talking about the same thing, how prayer is hard for him. And one of the things that he does is when he goes to pray, he picks a time in the week and he just sets aside maybe 10, 15 minutes and he sets time aside and he gets some tea and he goes to his favorite chair. And what he does is he brings a journal. And in that journal, he writes down everything that he wants to pray for. My kids, my wife, our home, everything that's going on in his world. And then he has a separate list that he writes to do. And so what he'll do is he'll go and he'll he'll read a passage from the Bible. And he'll just sit there and he'll say, God, what do you want to share with me? What would you like to share with me today? And he sits there and he's like, oh, I got to get the oil changed. So he writes it down. Okay, God, what, what would you what would you want to speak to me today? Oh, I gotta write this email, so he writes it down. God, what would you want to speak to me today? Oh man, my in-laws are coming into town. <laughs> gotta cut the grass. But sometimes I think when we get into prayer, I know this is for me. I list out all the things that I'm praying for, and then I'm like, God, why didn't you respond? And what it does is it allows me to pray for the things that I'm praying for, but it also allows me to get all of the things that are in my mind on paper. This is what I got to do. I think sometimes we can feel bad when we go into prayer because we pray for the things that we're praying for, but then there's other things that are coming up in our world. God wants to share in everything that you do. He's looking to share in every aspect. If you and I were at a coffee shop right now and I forgot to send an email, I would just simply pull out my phone and say, hey, one quick second, I got to set a reminder for myself. So I'd set a reminder for myself, put my phone back, and we would go to talking. I want to I challenge you this week, encourage you to do this. Find a moment, five, ten minutes on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, just take five to ten minutes and just just read a read some read some of the bible have a journal and just declutter your mind and the and the professor said it's in those moments that I fully feel the peace of god come over my heart it's in those moments that I feel like okay god i can share what's going on with me and you can share what's going on with you so first why does god want us to pray well it allows us to have a deeper closer relationship with him. But number two, prayer keeps me focused on God's plan instead of my plan. Prayer keeps me focused on God's plan instead of my plan. I uh, I don't know, I'm old enough now to kind of remember uh, the evolution of the telephone, right? So the evolution of the phone was really great. Back in the day, you used to have the phones uh, that, you know, you would set It had a cord and it was, you know, it was a landline. And anytime you had to talk, you had to carry it around like this, you know? So it's like, oh man, all right, I gotta go over here. And my mom, what my mom would do is she would, you know, she'd have the phone like this and she'd be walking around the kitchen and then she would have to like lift the cord over, do like, you know, do limbo, like under the cord and then would get something and then would flip, you know, back under and then she would carry it around like this, like, oh yeah, Chad got another C in class again. And then, and, and that's what you used to have to do with cord right and then and then they came out with the uh, the wireless phone it was still a landline but it was wireless and now you know you didn't have to take the whole phone over to the couch you could just take you know you just just take the telephone be watching the game or you could have another one upstairs one downstairs and I remember my dad you know this is what I used to do I you know I'd take the wireless phone I'd put it in my back pocket be like dad I'm going to bed (laughs) night and I'd go upstairs and I'd be like on the phone with my girlfriends, you know, and my dad used to do this because this is what you could do with landlines is my dad would get on the other phone and I'd hear like a breath, like a. <laughs> <sighs> and I'm like, this is it. This is done. I'm, I'm dead right now. And he would do, you know, he'd do one of check, get off the phone right now. I'm like, come on, man, just knock on my door. Just I, I would know that I'm I'm already grounded at that point. But then they came out, then they came out with the cell phone, and the cell phone was so great because now you could text, you could call people, you had your email, you had social media, you had all that kind of stuff on your phone. But what's so interesting now is now that I've experienced all three different evolutions of the phone, I never want to go back to using a landline. Like, I don't want to go back to that experience because now I have the phone, I can put it in my pocket, I can walk around the house, I can put it in my car, I can go anywhere with my phone now that i've experienced it i have an awareness to what it's like to have the experience of using all of those phones when you get into the presence of god and he begins to share with you his plan his purpose his mercy his grace over your life and you are able to share with him you are able to cast all that's going on in your world up to him he begins to see or you begin to see it's like man i don't ever want to go back to the way that it was i don't want to go back to that kind of lifestyle because it's like man i've experienced what it's like to be in the presence of god and have him share his love over my life i love this ephesians 1:17 and and through 19 it says i ask ask the god of our master jesus christ the god of glory to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally your eyes clear and focused so that you can see exactly what it is he is telling you to do so that you and I, we can stay focused on God's plan so that when we, maybe we waver over here to the right or to the left and, and God comes and he says, no, 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 this is a great opportunity, but it's not the opportunity that I have for you. What about this person? I, you know, God, she's really great. Should I date or should I not? And God comes in, nope, I got a I got a different plan for your life. Make our eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do grasp the immensity when we pray this is what god is looking to do so that we can grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers oh the utter extravagance of his work in us Who trust him? When we pray, we experience and we get a glimpse. We begin to grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that he has for us. The utter extravagance of his work in us us who trust him. I do not know if somebody has ever told you that you are average or subpar or you don't matter or you don't have enough talent or you've sinned too much or you failed too much. But this this verse right here says, no, that's not what God has planned for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for you. He loves you. There is grace. There is there is mercy. There is peace. There is faithfulness. There is patience. There is kindness The Bible says that it is his kindness that leads us to repentance. God's plan for you is immense. It is glorious. It is glorious. And all that he wants to do is when you get into prayer, he just wants to to tell you, hey, my plan for you is so good. It is so great. Just lean on me. Just trust in me. So when we, when we begin to share what's going on in our world, and God begins to share back, he begins to share of his plan of our life, and he guides us towards that direction. And so when people begin to say things about us, when we begin to experience doubt and fear, it's almost like a baseball player. You got to catch it, and then you got to throw it up to God. You got to catch somebody gossiped about me. You got to catch it. You got to throw it up to God. I'm believing for provision, and in my head, doubt comes in. Is God ever going to answer my prayer? You got to catch it and you got to throw it up to God. We get into prayer because it it helps us remember that God's plan is perfect and that He is walking with us every step of the way. Amen? So, why do we pray? We pray, well, because we want a closer relationship with Him. And we pray so that he can reveal his plan for our life. But number three, in prayer is where God shapes who we are becoming. In prayer is where God shapes who we are becoming. So first, he, he in prayer, he wants to reveal his plan. So he's gonna reveal his plan of our lives. But then also through prayer, he wants to shape us so that we can fulfill that destiny. So we think we can walk on the path that he has for us in um in July uh July 4th of 2009 uh I had a moment with God I was it was 4th of July and and I was driving home one night and I wasn't really following the Lord at this point I kind of was just uh I'll follow God when I'm older and I wasn't really like I wasn't really into church and didn't really want to be a part of it and I had this moment I was driving home July 4th 2009 I was getting off of the freeway And for the first time in my life, I felt a sense, I didn't hear God's voice, but I sensed that God was speaking to me about who he was wanting me to become and the plan that he had for my life. And I went home that night driving in a Honda Accord as every 18-year-old should be. Why does every 18-year-old drive a nasty Honda Accord that's teal? And so I get home And the next day, it was a Saturday night, July 4th, 2009. The next day, I went to church, to the youth ministry that Pastor Chad and Pastor Julia were leading at the time. And I walked up right after service and I was like, hey, my name's Chad. Pastor Chad's like, mine too. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And we just got to talking and we just stood up there for a little bit and I got to you know walk around the church with him and he would encourage me to join a leadership college and I did that and went to school and obviously now I'm here, he's let me hang around for this long, but you know, it, it was that moment with God where God was saying, I've got more for you ahead. Like, the way that you're living right now, it, there's so much more ahead. There's so much more destiny. And I want to shape you to be able to walk in that. When, when, when we pray, it's where God reveals and he shapes us and he molds us into the great immense calling that he has for our life. So number one, God, why do we pray? God wants a closer relationship. Number two, He wants to reveal his plan and shape who we're becoming. And then the last one, prayer reminds us of who God says we are. I'm going to ask the band to come up. We'll close out today. But prayer reminds us of who God says we are. God in prayer will remind us of who he has created us to be. Yesterday, we were having breakfast as a family, and... um, We got one of those. We got one of those like fruit trays from the grocery store, and it had the watermelon, cantaloupe, and honeydew in it. And I hate honeydew. But I was explaining to my kids that you know I I was like explaining you know this is what watermelon is, this is cantaloupe, this is honeydew. Watermelon is red. You know I'm like Vincent, what what color is cantaloupe? He's like blue, and I'm like dude, you are three is orange, come on bro. He's like so watermelon, cantaloupe. And, and I said, I, on the last one, I said, lemon. And Natalie was like, what? I was like, oh yeah, it's called honeydew. Like, why did I call it lemon? But I feel like a lot of times in prayer, we have a lot of, oh yeah, moments. Like, oh yeah, I am called. Oh yeah, I am more than a conqueror. Like, oh yeah. God, you do have a plan and a purpose for my life. Oh, yeah, God, you do have an immense plan, a glorious and extravagant way for me. Like, oh, yeah, just because my grandfather and my dad and my uncles all struggled with addiction, I don't have to. Like, oh, yeah, just because my parents had a bad marriage doesn't mean that I have to have a bad marriage. Oh, yeah, I am made in the image of God. Oh, yeah, I am a child of God. Oh, yeah, we begin to have these oh, yeah moments. Prayer, and the reason that it is is because God is reminding us of who we are of who he has created us to be. He's created us for so much. And you may be watching today having doubt. God, do you hear my prayers? God, do I matter? I've been praying for this prayer for a long time. And it's really, really hard to keep getting no's God I was praying for my mom to be healed and it didn't happen what's the point of prayer if I'm going to pray and my prayer requests aren't going to be answered what's the benefit it just leads to more hurt and oh yeah I can't see you why pray why praise? because he reminds us of who we are and the plan and the purpose that he has for our life. That there is more for you. That you are not defined by what anybody says about you. You are not defined by any of that. You are defined by who God says you are. Um. I really figured this out during during quarantine. Um, when when I don't pray, it usually I usually get in my own head, and when I get in my own head, I usually begin to overcompensate, and when I overcompensate, I usually begin to take things into my own hands. And this really was revealed to me in quarantine. But I think in prayer, a part of prayer, when we are praying and God is telling us who we are, He begins to speak to us about how we live for him. And he begins to do a work in us where we begin to see that it's not by what I do, but it's just because of who I am that God loves me. It's not because I follow this amount of rules and here is my church attendance for the past 17 years and here is how many times I pray a day and here is how many times I read my Bible. No, it's just simply that he loves me. That he loves me. When um, I my dad passed away, and, uh, and the night that he passed away in the hospital, uh, one of the pastors that was there pulled me aside into the hallway. And he said to me that night, he was like, hey, this isn't going to really make sense to you right now, um, but it will in the next coming weeks and coming months. And one of the things that he said was, you're going to now feel like you have to make up for your dad not being there. So you're gonna have to, you're, you're gonna think that I gotta financially provide for my mom and I've gotta provide a certain care for her and I've gotta be there for her like my, dad, like my dad was. And what he said to me is that that's gonna be the temptation, but your role remains the same. That just because your dad isn't here, your role remains the same, you are still her son. You are still, and he said this to my sister, that you are still her daughter. And I think sometimes when, we, when we're not in prayer, we begin to think that we have to carry a role that God never intended for us to carry. That when we are in prayer, I am reminded, God, you are so good. You are in control. God, I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. God, you are for me. You are not against me. I am more than a conqueror. That God, if I'm praying it right now, and you said that I will see it, then God, I will see it. If you said to knock and and you will answer, then I'm gonna keep knocking, and I'm gonna bang that door, I'm gonna kick that door until I'm able to see the promise that you have for my life and if i don't see it i'm gonna keep praying and if i can't hear it i'm gonna keep praying because i want to hear what you have to say about me and your role over my life i love what matthew 11 says matthew come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and i will give you rest i look at what it says in the in the message are you tired are you worn out come to me Come to me, that's the words of Jesus this morning. Come to me. Are you struggling? Is it a tough season? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Our role in Jesus is to rest, is to rest in the heart that he has for me. Why do I pray? Because I wanna rest, I wanna trust in the plan that god has for my life i want a deeper relationship with him i want to know him more i want to hear his plan over my life his destiny his purpose i want to know and be shaped and be molded into who he wants me to be and i want to be reminded of who he is and who i am amen john three sixteen. and wherever you're at this you know today i want to just say this verse over you in your home in the car out at the park at the beach I want to say this verse over you today for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life that is the heart of God why do I pray because he loved me first. Why do I pray? Because he's so genuinely in love with me that he wants to share my life. He wants to share life with me. Prayer helps me take a breather and remember that he is for me and not against me, that he is with me every step of the way.